as I said in the open, welcome to the conversation, ladies and germs. This is the new revamped show. I want to go in a new direction. I want to do new things. Although Real Talk was my first love, conversation is going to take us into the future. So welcome to the conversation, ladies and germs. We're going to have a little fun today. We're going to talk. Um, Like I said, I sent out a message earlier this week that I was going to be talking a little bit about the Republican candidate debate. Really, I'm just going to delve into the candidates that are running, give you a little pre-background on them. And then I got some news headlines here for you guys. I'm going to run through those. Got some good stuff lined up here. I was Some stuff I'm kind of surprised about. Some stuff I find that's just blatantly stupid. And then some stuff is kind of interesting. So when that hill comes, we will climb it together. But until then, I do have some funny stories to tell you. <laughs> funny story time. Um... Now, I'm starting to laugh every time I think about it because um, it, it it happened not long ago. And the person, I'm going to mention him, Chris, he's going to hate me for telling these stories. <laughs> um, I used to do a paper out, out in Melissa, Texas. Uh, no, actually, not in Melissa. It was actually in Anna and Salina. It was a little bit north um, of Dallas, where I live now. And anybody who lives in Texas, uh, who have lived in Texas for a while now, know about this area that out there, it's kind of Solana, Anna, Gunner, all that stuff up there is kind of boondockish. It's very woodsy and wildernessy. There's, you know, big open land and almost a mile between houses and, you know, stuff like that. It's out in the woods just to set the scene for you guys. I used to do a paper out with him. Uh, we used to go out about 1 o'clock in the morning, kind of wrap up around 5 or 6 in the morning, slinging those papers out there, you know, the newspapers that everybody gets daily, or at least you think you get daily, but some people don't get theirs. So, story goes. One night, we are driving uh, along, heading and finishing up the end part of the route. We're on our last wing. And I've been driving... For the first two halves of the route, I get out and want to switch, you know, spots with Chris and let him drive a little bit. So I tell Chris I'm going to pull over so we can get out, switch around, stretch. You know, if we need to take a leak, we could take a leak, whatever it may be. Now, give you a little backstory. This is normally the spot of the route where, when we first started doing the route, at least together, we would normally see this giant Great Pyrenees dog. Now, Great Pyrenees dogs are known as gentle giants. But for some reason, this dog was not a gentle giant. This is a big, aggressive dog. And normally when we go down that road, he would always either try to run onside the car, run behind the car, or even jump on the car. We had messed with him from time to time. would, you know, stop, start, and, you know, you know, just do stuff to kind of mess with the dog. The last few nights, we hadn't seen the dog. So, pulling in... I'm going to stop to get out and stretch. Chris is pretty skeptical of this area because this is normally where the dog pops out. I said, you know what, Chris? The dog's not going to pop out. We had not seen him in a few nights. We ought to be fine. So I get out the car, and he gets out the car, and I go down and take a leak in the ditch. And he's, you know, keeping watch, making sure there's not anything running up on us or anything like such. And, uh... (laughs) I said, all right. And so I climb back up onto the main road. He goes down to take a leak in the ditch. And um, I decided it was a good day. Not really a good day, but a good time to want to mess with him. (laughs) So as Chris is down there taking a leak, I decide I want to go (laughs) before I can turn my head. I hear Chris trying to climb on top of the car. (laughs) Chris is trying to climb on top of the car to avoid the dog that's not there. (laughs) It's funny because Chris is not a small guy. No offense to Chris. Love you, Chris. But he's not a small guy. So I've never seen Chris move that fast in my life. Now, my this ditch is, he was down in a ditch about three feet. He not only gets out of a three-foot ditch, but he he tries to jump on top of a car Coming out of a three-foot ditch. Now, (laughs) when Chris realized that the dog is not there and realized it was me who made the noise, he looks at me and says, you jackass. (laughs) 
I could not stop laughing. He said, boy, I almost pissed myself. I can't be playing around with you. You don't like all that mess. <laughs> oh, good God, it was too funny. <laughs> Chris had already told me that he doesn't like to be, you know, scared or spooked or anything like that. So when naturally when you tell me something like that, I'm a prankster by heart. I'm going to do it anyway just to mess with you. And so I did. I, I did it anyway to mess with him. It, it was funny. <laughs> it was too funny. Then we go to the next night. Uh, <laughs> now the next night we're driving down this dirt road. It's off the main road. And it's, it's, it's canopied with trees on both sides of the road. You know, covering over. And so we're driving on this dark... Uh, dirt road and every once in a while you'll be able to see through the trees out into this big open field so Chris decides uh, well not really decides it was kind of his job at the time to pull over and put the paper in the tube again Jordan's mind I, I tend to want to stop and think how could I mess with Chris tonight so as Chris is putting the paper in the tube I look over out to the field and I remember screaming, oh shit, what is that on that field? Who that coming on that horse? <laughs> yeah, my country came out. Who that is coming on that course? On that horse. Course. Horse. <laughs> and Chris, <laughs> Chris hits the accelerator. Go, we go 80 down this dirt road. I still have whiplash in my neck from jerking. We go 80 down this dirt road because Chris has already cracked jokes about the Ku Klux Klan being out here. So all he had to hear is man on a horse or coming on a horse and he's gone. He takes off at 80 miles down this dirt road trying to figure out a way to get out through. Get out. <laughs> How to get out of there. And, and I tell him, he has said, Chris, there's nobody on there. Nobody there. I was messing with you again. He said, boy, I'm going to kick you out this car. Now, I told you about messing with me. Now, I don't like all that mess. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just too funny to me. <laughs> and I think about it every time. <laughs> He's going to hate me for telling that. I swear to God. <laughs> but it's too funny. Though those nights on that road, I swear, those should have been some recorded conversations. I wish I was doing the show back then. I mean, we had we had fun and clown and goofed off, but we also had some really good uh, hard to conversations. Some really good, you know, putting putting life in perspective and setting goals and plans and just discussing family and stuff and what's going on in the news and you know we had a really fun time out there. I had a really fun time doing it. It was an experience in itself. And uh, to Chris, because I know you're going to be listening to this. We need to get on that road and do it one last... We need to get on the road and do one last ride. And I, and I, I think that we might have to do a show about that one. That could be called Road Stories, Part 1. <laughs> I get... Oh, I have to promise not to scare him this time. I mean, I almost jump-started that poor man's heart. <laughs> you guys had to be there to see it. Trying to jump on top of the car, and then him going 80 down this dirt road, and all you see is smoke like Wiley e. Coyote. Uh, no, Roadrunner, like Roadrunner. You just go beep beep, boom, and you just smoke behind him. That's how that car looked. It, it was gone. <laughs> oh, good god, this is too funny. Oh man, Chris, I'm sorry, but I had to tell those two funny stories. That was just too much. Uh, what do I got here for you guys today? News headlines. I'm recovering the uh, Drake and Meek Mills and Nicki Minaj. We touching back on that. Kylie Jenner and Tyga. I'm recovering that. Lamar Odom and Chloe. They have something going on there. I'm recovering that. Uh, Geno Smith getting his jaw broke. I'm recovering that story too. Going over that with you guys. And also the Ronda Rousey versus Floyd Mayweather. I'm gonna be touching on that for you guys as well. We're going to have a little fun today, because uh, if I think of any more funny stories, I'm definitely going to blurt them out, and I'm definitely going to talk about them, and we're for sure going to have fun with this, because... 
I mean, Chris, Chris is going to find me and assassinate me. I swear to God. Because it was just too funny. You guys had to be there to understand why this was so funny to me. Because I've never seen somebody in my life move so fast. To come out of a three foot ditch and want to jump on top of a car right fresh out the ditch. And then the next night, after already being scared the first night, to go zooming down the road at 80 miles an hour on this dirt road. We can go spinning our control or whatever not. And we could have died... Uh, faster than the Ku Klux Klan could have gotten to us. But not really Ku Klux Klan. But it was some funny stuff. Yeah, gosh. I'm going to go ahead and take a pause for the cause right here. Go ahead and finish chuckling about this. We're going to be able to cover these uh, these headlines and these candidates when we come back. This is the conversation. Why don't you come join us, guys? guys welcome back from the break <sighs> I'm still kind of chuckling about that that was just <laughs> oh gosh I hope you guys learned something on the break because if not you're going to learn something now and you're going to learn about the top 10 guys right now who are vying for the nomination to possibly become the next president of the United States for the Republican Party first on that list is Dr. Ben Carson he is a neurosurgeon from Detroit he served a residency at John Hopkins Hospital, has a BA from Yale, and an MD from the University of Michigan. Next on that list, we have Senator Marco Rubio, served as senator in Florida from 2011 up until now. Previously a Speaker of the House for Florida in 2005. He was actually serving on the House of Representatives from 06 to 2008 for Florida. Graduated with a BA from University of Florida and also graduated magna cum laude from law school for Miami Law. Next on the list is Jeb Bush. Jeb Bush was the 43rd governor of Florida from 1999 to 2007. Graduated from the University of Texas with a degree in Latin American Affairs. He was a lieutenant governor in 1998, and he is also the f- former Florida Secretary of Commerce in 1986. Next on the list of candidates, we have Mr. Donald J. Trump. He is a real estate mogul, TV personality, and author, chairman of chairman and president of Trump Organization. He attended Wharton School in the University and the University of Pennsylvania, and received a bachelor's in economics. He took control of the family company. In 1971, renaming it into the Trump Organization. Next on the list is Senator Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz is former senator of Texas. He was the chairman of the subcommittee of the United States Senate Commerce Subcommittee of Space, Science, and Competitiveness. From 1999 to 03, 2003, I'm sorry, director of office policy planning at the Federal Trade Commission. And he also served as Solicitor General for the state of Texas from 2003 to 2008. Next on that list is Governor Chris Christie. Governor Chris Christie is actually... Actually, I uh, miswrote that one. Sorry about that. Governor Chris Christie is actually the 55th Governor of New Jersey from 2010 up to now. Graduated in 1984 from the University of Delaware has a JD from Satin Hall, University of Law. He was a lawyer from 87 to 02. He was appointed the U.S. Attorney General from 02 to 2008. That is Governor Chris Christie, ladies and gentlemen. Next on the list, we have Governor Scott Walker. He is the 45th Governor of Wisconsin from 2002 to 2010. Served as Wisconsin, Wisconsin State Assembly as Milwaukee County Executive in 92. He attended Marquetta University before he, he really didn't finish. 
although he went, he went off to pursue, you know, a career in American Red Cross. Commence for him for that. He also served as senator in 04. Next on the list is Mike Huckabee. Mike Huckabee is the former governor of Arkansas from 1996 to 2007. He was a best-selling author and TV show host for Fox News, bachelor in religion from Oshuita. I can never pronounce this right. It's O-U-A-C-H-I-T-A. For all those out there who can pronounce this shit somewhat right, I can't. I'm sorry about that. Baptist University. He also graduated magna cum laude. He was a lieutenant governor from 93 to 96. Next on the list is Rat Paul. Rat Paul is the senator of Kentucky from 2011 until now. Attended Baylor University and has an MD from Duke University. He's also the son of former independent running candidate Ron Paul. It's a lot of information here, people. Bear with me. Next on the list is the 69th Governor of Ohio, Governor John Kasich. John Kasich served as Chairman of the House Budget Committee committee, committee from 1995 to 01. He was a member of the U.S. House of Representatives from 1983 to 2001. He graduated from Ohio State University with a Bachelor in Political Science and was also a part of the Alpha Sigma Phi Fraternity. Ladies and germs, those are your candidates that are vying for nomination from the Republican Party to possibly seek the office of President of the United States. Now, the candidates all have done a debate that premiered on Fox this past Thursday. <clears throat> and I've, I've watched I watched the whole thing. You know, it, it was almost two hours, so I'm not going to go over the whole thing with you guys. But I do suggest that you guys watch it um, and, you know, really listen to some of the answers, some of the questions that were presented. Really, uh, Donald Trump got most of the TV time due to his celebrity. Not surprising at all. Um, He got asked some really, some questions were on topic. Some questions from Megyn Kelly was off topic, but that's kind of the person that she is. Uh, Yeah, I'm throwing shade, people. Throwing shade. But, you know, overall, from viewing the uh, debate in its entirety, I really think that who has the potential, based off of the way questions were answered, the way they presented themselves, their resume, I really think that Marco Rubio, Chris Christie... And Jeb Bush, surprisingly enough, did a pretty, pretty good job. And also Governor John Kasich, he did he did pretty, pretty good and answering these questions and staying on topic and not being, you know, belligerent like uh, Senator Paul, who was like a pit bull. The guy suffered from pit bull syndrome, like he had Napoleon syndrome or something, or pit bull and Napoleon syndrome mix. Guy was jumping down people's throats left and right, you know. He went after Donald Trump. He went after Chris Christie. He went after Governor Walker. It was, it was almost like a petty-looking thing. And no, guys, I did not fart just now. I was moving in the chair, and I'm sitting in a leather chair, and it squeaks. So I just want to put that out there. Jordan does not fart on live podcast. Okay, let's make that clear. Back to the topic. But like I was saying, um, definitely Ted Cruz. Uh, needs to work on just not being so crazy. The guy is bonkers. I don't, I, he reminds me of, uh, hmm, if you were to take Peter Popoff, or I don't know, he's a TV evangelist, televangelist. If you were to take T- Peter Popoff and mix him in with the character American Dream Dusty Rhodes and throw a little bit of uh, old school politician on him, that's who he reminds me of. He's like a mixture of those three. He's an old school Bible thumping, uh, just, it's almost like he fits a stereotype. 
it, and it's very funny because it's like when I watch when I watch him back and just listen to him talk and how he walks and how he carries himself. It, think about it. Next time you actually, or even when you guys go and watch him on, and I encourage everybody to go watch this when you watch him on the debate. Look, look at how he carries himself. Look at how he talks and speaks. It, it's hilarious um, to watch because I feel like he's a mixture of those three things. And you're probably gonna think about it when you see him. Now, one thing that really challenges me is Ted Cruz actually running for presidency when actually Ted Cruz was born in Canada. Uh, the last time I checked, uh, I believe it's Article Two of Article Two of the Constitution, Section One, if I'm not mistaken. Somebody can go fact check that. But I believe it's Article 2, Section 1, where it states that you have to be born, a natural born citizen, to run for office. And just because you renounce your Canadian citizenship, that doesn't make you a natural born citizen of the United States. So I'm confused as to why he's up on the stage running for president. That dumbfounds me across the board. I don't get it. it it's weird. Um, Donald Trump, my view on the guy is, you know, Yes, he's a businessman. Yes, he has a net worth of $10 billion. Let's make something clear. Just because you're rich doesn't make you a successful businessman. I'm going to say that again. Just because you're rich doesn't make you a successful businessman. The guy's done four bankruptcies on the businesses, he claims, that uh, he ran Really, he admitted to sucking them dry, and then when they had to go bankrupt, he let them go. He let them go bankrupt out of hundreds, quote unquote, hundreds of deals that he had. Uh, Donald Trump really, I think, is leading the polls right now because he's a controversial guy. He speaks his mind. He doesn't take any bull crap, which are all commendable traits. But when you're running for public office, I feel like you have to have some type of filter. The one thing that the most of the you know Republican Party is facing nowadays is. Um, they feel the need that they don't need to be politically correct anymore. Um, I can agree with that to an extent. To an extent. Everything has a limit. You have to know your limits. I believe that was a lesson from the last show. You have to know your limits. I don't think these guys know their limits. Especially Donald Trump saying the things that he said um, and trying to justify them in certain ways, making the comment about, um, you know, Mexico sending uh, drug dealers and whatever not to the states, <clears throat> when really, if you do your research, like, uh, where is he, Marco Rubio did, it was actually guys coming from um, Honduras and Guatemala who are part of drug cartels, and and that's been for years, I mean, everybody knows that. Donald Trump needs better... I feel like he needs a resume. I mean, all these other guys on this list, besides Ben Carson, has a resume. They've either been governors or senators or part of political committees. Or, I mean, he hasn't even been a mayor. I mean, dude, go run for mayor. Go, you know, get your, get that experience built up. I mean, they beat Hillary over the head and Mitt Romney over the head for not having foreign policy experience. Go try to develop some experience because, I mean, that's what they're looking for, especially now with all that's going on and whatever not. You know, go go build a resume. Go get some experience and then try to run. What you're trying to do now, coming from no experience straight into the big leagues, competing with all these guys, it's, like I said, the only reason why you're leading in the polls and if you really look at the data, you're not taking any crap from anybody. You're complaining. You're being unfiltered. You're saying, you know, <clears throat> you're being unfiltered. And, and to some people, it's disrespectful. But, hey, people like crazy. People like drama. Why do you think TMZ is most viewed? And they lie about half the crap that they post out there. Just for, you know, just to post a story. They have been misquoted so many times. Well, they have been misquoting people so many times. It's not even funny. And, look, they're one of the most viewed uh, media blogs and media companies in the world. You know, everybody has, watches TMZ. Donald Trump is like the TMZ of the political party almost. He just says whatever, and it does not make sense as to why he should be standing on that stage. It, it, it's ridiculous. Uh, Mike Huckabee. <sighs> Something about me just doesn't take this man seriously. 
I don't know what it is. I really don't. <clears throat> I really I really just don't know what it is. Mike Huckabee is just <sighs> I need y'all to pray for Mike Huckabee. Honestly, y'all y'all need to pray for him. But that's all I'm going to say about that one. Dr. Ben Carson. Dr. Ben Carson, really, um, he is a very prestigious doctor. He, you know, the guy knows his stuff. He's not one of those, you know, what do they call him? Crazy, drunk, living La Vida Loca doctors. <laughs> I heard somebody say that earlier. It was funny. They said one of those crazy, drunk, living La Vida Loca uh, doctors. It's 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 funny. He really didn't get much chance to talk. You know, they were more focused on um, Donald Trump and Ted Cruz and Chris Christie. Um, but I mean, again, another guy, really no experience on it. I don't really think he should be up there. I mean, if anything, he should have went the route that Rad Paul did. Rad Paul is a doctor, nonetheless. But I mean, at least he became a senator first. He has that experience. And uh, this job really is all about experience nowadays. So many people, you know, running for this running for this office has been ridiculed about not having certain experience. So you would think, after hearing all the stories about people not having experience, you would go out and get some. Go out and build a resume up. Go out and seek a certain office, whether it be senator, governor, uh, house representative, uh, something. I mean, geez. It, it just doesn't make sense to me. Um, who else is there? You know, Jeb Bush, surprisingly enough... Everybody thought that he wasn't going to, well, he was going to be someone like his brother and his father. Really, to me, he's starting to solidify himself as his own Bush, if that makes sense. Uh, I don't really think he's going to be anything if he were elected or were to run or were to um, go off and become the nom. I, I really see a difference. Um, <clears throat> surprisingly enough, and this is something that he's been quoted on saying he did not agree with the war that his brother uh, unleashed onto the world. Uh, not really the world, but Al-Qaeda and Al-Qaeda. He didn't believe in the war uh, that we went into over there. I mean, yeah, at the time, America was in a vulnerable stage. We wanted to fight back. You know, you hit us, we're going to hit you back. But for us to be over there for 10 years, uh, 10 plus years, or was it 10 years? I think it was 10 plus years. And to, honestly, they, they knew where Osama bin Laden was. They knew where he was. We were really over there to reestablish a form of government for those people over there. And to play a babysitter. And to play, you know, the big brother who has to stop the two young siblings from fighting. We were their police over there to help them establish something of their own. <clears throat> Should we have had to do that? Not really. You know, they're their own country. Let them figure it out. Just don't attack us no more and take out the bad guys. It's kind of what should have been planned. That war really could have been cut in half, honestly. Not even, I really think there should have even been a war. But hey, to an extent, I mean, I don't believe there should have been a war, so to speak. I believe that we should have focused on one main goal and took out that main goal. Now, for it to have dragged out for 10 years because we were over there to do much more than take out the main target, that's when, you know, differences of opinion come in. But that's just me. Just speak my mind. I'm having a conversation, people. Join it if you think differently. Join the conversation. Instagram, Twitter, reach out to us. Jeez. I'm trying to do a good show here. Governor Scott Walker, um... That guy's a cocky son of a... You know, I... Go back and watch... Just... Good... Good... Jesus, that man's cocky is all outdoors. Like, he should... Like, I... I'm, I don't... He had the attitude kind of like, I should be running this already. Like, what am I doing here? Dude, I need... <sighs> you didn't finish college for Christ's sake. Can you... Go back and do that. What's wrong with you? You didn't even finish... Go go finish college or something. I don't I don't get it. Um, overall, that's just just my take on each of the candidates. Um, Scott Walker, cocky, arrogant. Mike Huckabee, we're gonna have to pray for him. Rad Paul, stop me and stop having Napoleon pit bull complex syndrome. 
Donald Trump, go get some experience in what you're doing. Ted Cruz, oh, God, you need to get out of the gimmick that you're trying to portray on TV because I don't believe that for a second. Governor Chris Christie, probably the most suitable and suited, probably the most <clears throat> suitable candidate out of all of them. Um, I mean, besides Jeb, but probably the most suitable candidate out of all those guys to possibly seek the nomination or even get the nomination. Um, Dr. Ben Carson, again, like Donald Trump, go get some experience in what you're doing. Marco Rubio, another, he's another, you know, fan favorite of the Republican Party. He's doing pretty good. And uh, D Governor John Kasich, uh, although he has done good for budgeting-wise in the economy in Ohio, um, I definitely kind of see him as being one of the one of those other guys too that has potential, kind of like Chris Christie and and Jeb Bush. So actually, I put him up there with him as well. Um, I don't know. You guys, let me know what you think about each of these candidates. Um, I will say this. And no matter who you guys vote for, Democrat, Republican, Independent, whoever it may be, I want all of you out there, all of you who are listening to me, uh, share this, get the mess out there. When it comes time to do so, make sure you guys get out and vote. Vote, 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 vote. Whenever the Democratic Republic, whatever the Democratic uh, debate comes along, I'm going to be doing a show on that as well, on those five candidates, um, giving my opinion on them and how they've done. But make sure you guys get out there and vote. Make sure you guys get out. I mean, this next president, I feel like, is going to be the turning table for the next, you know, 10, 20, 30 years to come. He's going to, he or she or whoever is going to set that standard. And I feel like we have the power. And, and the voice to, to make that change that we want to make to make this, you know, country a better place. So make sure you guys get out there. Doesn't, you know, doesn't matter how long it takes you. You know, if it, get out there and vote. But most importantly, before you get out there and vote, do your research. Do your research into each one of these candidates. Learn what they're running about. Learn what their stance is. Learn who they are as a person. You know, learn as much as you can about each one of these candidates going up there. Watch the debates. Watch the interviews. Watch the news posts. Watch the stuff that they're doing. You know, try to go out to those rallies. Try to learn more about them. Then when it comes down to it, get out there and vote for the best candidate to possibly run this country. That's the most important thing we have to do now. For all the young people out there, I'm encouraging everybody across the board to do this. I mean, I've been really fascinated by this process before I was even allowed to vote. I wish I was able to vote at 10 years old because I've been fascinated since then. The whole political process, I love it. I love shows about politics. So the whole political process in a whole, I, 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 it just fascinates me. And to know that we have that voice, that we can make that change. We elected our first black president. That's game changer, people. So there goes to show you, if we could do that, we can, you know, it could be our first lady president. You never know. You know, I'm not saying, I'm just saying, just put it out there. But, it, you know, we could possibly have a first lady president. You never know. You know, so get out there, do your research, watch your interviews, watch your videos. Um, go to the rallies, learn their stances, learn their platform, learn what they're running for, and vote. Vote like your life dependent on it. Vote because your future does. Your future, my future, your family's future, your grandkids' future, all of it. It's important. Get out and vote. Real talk, people. I miss my old show. But hey, screw it. Join the conversation. Be right back. guys learned some more information i know i did i've been reading these news headlines today and uh going down the list here the drake and meek mills beef and Nicki minaj is you know in and out involved in it or not involved in it i need you guys to try to do your best your best to pray for for meek mills because i feel like drake has murdered this poor kid every chance he's gotten 
Um, Drake had an OVO music festival, and uh, OVO is this kind of new venture he's going into. Um, and he performed <laughs> wearing a free Meek Mill shirt. Um, he also had a giant PowerPoint presentation during his performance of insulting and degrading pictures of Meek Mills, continuously insulting him, and also performing the diss track uh, that he made at the OVO Fest, and adding on another diss on top of that. Drake cannot get off of this poor kid's case. And I'm reading here, it's soon to be said that Meek Mills will be coming out with another diss track. Hopefully it's a lot better than this last one he just did. Because uh, that was just a pile of shit. And that's what that was. Um, and on top of that, he's learning news that uh, I just see here, actually. Nicki Minaj, pregnant? Just kidding, people. She said that she's not pregnant yet. But that means, that leaves the open door that she could possibly want to become pregnant or could be pregnant. Um, Nikki, I'm telling you now, if you're going to get pregnant by somebody, please not with me. Because the poor kid's been... <sighs> At this point, you're like, that's like having a baby with Pee Wee Herman. Um, the, the poor guy can't catch a break. He needs to come back with something hot. Um, Drake is tearing this kid up. Again, everybody, please pray for poor Meek Mill. Please do, because it, it's sad. And and it, it's only getting worse as it goes. I hope, like I said, this next disc that me comes out with is any... I just hope he brings it. For, for the dark-skinned people. Please, Meek, for the dark-skinned people. Please. Don't don't let him do this. Well, no, I don't really associate with the dark-skinned people. I'm over brown. I like brown, like a cocoa flavor. I'm not light-skinned. I'm not dark we have our own little... I created my own little mix in the middle. You know? If Dark and Light had a baby, I'm right there in the... Well, actually, my dad is kind of dark-skinned, and my mom is light-skinned. So they kind of, you know, they kind of did meet together and make a whole new skin color. Thank you, Mom. Thank you, Dad, for that one. <laughs> Alright, guys. Next on that list of headlines here, I got Mrs. Kylie Jenner. Kylie Jenner just turned 18 years old, and now she is legal... Her and Tiger can do the hippity dippity, hippity dippity, boink, boink, boink. I'm just playing. They can screw around now legally. It says here that Tiger bought her a $295,000 Ferrari for her birthday. Sweet Jesus. Mom, where's my $295,000 car for my birthday, huh? Where is it? No, I'm just playing. Let me stop. My mom might slap the piss out of me. Um... <laughs> and while she's going to hear this, it's like, yep, boy, you better stop playing with me, too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, gosh. But no, $295,000 birthday gift. It was a Ferrari. Um, before they headed off to Mexico, their Mexican extravaganza getaway as a part two of the birthday gift. It was said there, there was rumors out there that she crashed it hours after, guiding, after getting it. But she tweeted out later on that that was not true. Um, so, we're going to investigate more into that. Uh, but be welcome to join the conversation on that via Twitter and tell me your comments and your thoughts. Um, let's see here. Next on this list. Ooh, this is a good one. While I'm on the Jenner-Kardashian swing, it says here that Lamar Odom shows up at a 6.45 a.m. cycle class while he's outside waiting on Chloe to exit, demanding that she talk to him. Chloe's sitting here like, what the f How did you get here? You know, I'm sorry. You 6.45 in the morning. He must have been out there smoking that crack on that corner waiting for her. He just so happened to run into her. <laughs> that is horrible for me to say. That really is. That was a bad joke. I'm sorry about that, people. Um, I want to know... <sighs> Number one, who's up at 6.45 in the morning? I know I have to get up early for work, but at 6.45 in the morning... I don't know my own name, let alone trying to track somebody else down to try to find out where they are and wonder why they don't want to talk to me. Obviously, Lamar, you know what you've done for the reasons why she won't talk to you. You know what all you've put her through. You know, that's it, it, kind of a redundant type deal. Like, why? But nevertheless, she took off running, jumped in her car and sped off, and he was left there looking stupid. Um... Anybody would probably be left to looking stupid as to why 
Would you go to her cycle class waiting on her to get out at 6.45 in the morning trying to figure out why are you not talking? Is that not something you could have texted her later on in the day? Y'all could have met for lunch or something? Y'all could have had dinner? A brunch? Something? You, you go at 6.40. Before Jesus and the Mexicans wake up, you're out there trying to figure out why your ex-wife won't talk to you. And it has, and you figure it has nothing to do with the crack or the rock or whatever you smoked. It had nothing to do with any of that that you put her through. No? Alright, I digress and I move on. Next on this list we have Rhonda Rousey and Floyd Mayweather. Now their beef has been going on for a while. And it's been very interesting because I feel like it's going to evolve into a fight here. Uh, Ronda Rousey late, lately made a comment that she can beat Floyd in a no-rules fight. Floyd's comment before that, because she claims that... She made a comment right before uh, the fight, I believe, he had with Manny Pacquiao, stating that it, you can pretend like you don't know me if you want to. She went on to make a comment that she could beat Floyd's ass. Floyd told her, make 300 mil in 36 minutes, then come call me. Then Ronda goes on to make the comment of, I can beat Floyd's ass in a no-rules fight. Now, as much as I disagree about women, uh, men hitting women and, you know, that whole shebang, something in the back of my sick, twisted little mind actually wants them to just get in the ring and let them duke it out. Let Ronda Rousey kick his ass. Just, just let... Floyd is a cocky son of a gun. And I don't know if he's just playing a character or a gimmick or... Or what's going on? But I mean, the guy. You keep pushing Ronda. Ronda's known as the baddest woman on the planet. One of the highest paid fighters right now. Uh, her last opponent she beat. You're talking about you know, make 300 mil in 36 minutes. She beat a woman in 34 seconds. Uh, match that. It took you 36 minutes. It took her 34 seconds. To knock her out. Match that. Now I know that's two different forms of fighting. And I know that's two different worlds to kind of cross. I mean generally based around boxing. But they're two different. You know mixed martial arts boxing. They're two different sports there. Um, but. I don't know like I said. Somewhere in my sick twisted mind. I really want them. Just to duke it out. Let them, let them go at it. You know let them. Let them fight. Like let Ronda go ahead and either break an arm. A break a leg. Um, you know, just let him in the ring. I want to see it. Put it on pay-per-view. I bet you'll probably do more than 300 million. I could bet anything it's going to do more than 300 million if they were to fight. I mean, she already been throwing comments out there about how he's been stripped of the WBO uh, World Weight Championship. That kind of would spark the rivalry. Um, and even Layla Ali has made comments about Floyd being cocky and and carrying on and claiming that he's better than Muhammad Ali and, you know, stuff like that. Um, to me, I can understand that, you know, you, as a fighter, as any athlete, you want to claim that you are the best. And there's nothing wrong with that. You want to you wanna be able to make that claim that you are the best. You are the greatest of all time. But to just blatantly, flat out say that you're better than one of the greatest, if not the greatest boxer that has ever lived, you're crazy. You're absolutely nuts. I mean, that's that's like the ongoing debate now about, you know, LeBron James saying that he's better than Michael Jordan. Like, what? I, I don't... Mm, mm-mm. Mm-mm. I, I can't say I agree with that 100%. I, I can't... No, to me, Michael Jordan will always be the best. He will always be the best. Michael Jordan is the as because you hear about you hear about superstars, and I'll say superstars because in their own right they are. You hear about these NBA superstars who, you know, they're the best at this or they're the best at that or they're the best, you know, at certain fields of the sport. Michael Jordan is a all around he is the all around best athlete. To ever play the game. All around best. Hands down. I don't care who says differently. Like I said this is my opinion. You're welcome to join the conversation. But he is the all around best. At the game. 
I don't, I don't know anybody, you know. He's an always sound athlete. You know, you have your best shooters, your best free throw shooters, you, you know, your best uh, three-point shooters, your best scorers. You, he's all around just simply the best. And I don't think anybody can beat him on that. So, for Floyd, I think he needs to take it down a peg. He needs to watch his mouth. Like I said, my six twisted world, I believe they should go ahead and let them fight it out. Let them scramble and scrabble. My money's on Ronda to kick his ass, though, because that's just a tough woman that she is. If you didn't see her at WrestleMania uh, in San Francisco, she almost broke Stephanie McMahon's arm after uh, all, Stephanie attempted to slap her after she had already slapped The Rock, and The Rock got Ronda to come in the ring to assist uh, because he was not going to hit Stephanie McMahon. But uh, to see Stephanie McMahon get her arm almost broken by Ronda Rousey, that was something to look at. That that was really, really something to look at here. And, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where that goes. Really, really interesting to see where that goes. Next on the list here, we have... Um, there was a squabble in the NFL right before the preseason. The preseason, and I'm recording this here on Wednesday to kind of get out for you guys by Friday. The preseason starts tomorrow. We already have the Hall of Fame game, um, and that was against uh, the Steelers in Minnesota. And now we're going to have the preseason starts tomorrow. This ought to be interesting. And there's a fight already, and one of the quarterbacks has already been out. He's already been put out for six to ten weeks, and I'm referring to Geno Smith, who is the quarterback for the uh, the Jets. He had a dispute with a team player over $600. The team player, who it's his name is I.K. Ikenapali, I believe that's how you pronounce his name. I butchered names, I'm sorry. I.K. Ikenapali uh, punched him in the face and broke his jaw. Over It was a dispute over $600, and he broke his jaw, and now he's out for uh, 6 to 10 weeks. The team cut IK, and now, you know, shortly after that, and now he's uh, been signed by the Bills. So that's surprising. You know, you punch a quarterback, break his jaw, get fired, and two days later you're hired on another team. So, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, that's interesting there. But a fight, though... Over $600? Really, people? The millions of dollars that you make and you want to fight over $600? Really? Let, let's let's think about this. Let's, let's have a moment of silence for the stupidity. That was just fucking stupid. I, uh, why? Why? $600? Seriously, it ain't worth it. It really ain't worth it. It it really is not worth it. Gosh, these celebrities, they confuse the crap out of me. They really do. These athletes, they really do. Like I was talking with AJ on last show, we have some prima donnas out there. The fight over $600, I mean, I can understand if it was a principal thing, but to literally break a man's jaw and have a legit fight over $600 and both of you make well over millions of dollars... It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. I know I didn't really touch on this, and it was kind of a sad thing. Um, Bobby Christina and her and her sadly timely death, and uh, or her really lengthy kind of when she was in a coma, a vegetative state from January up until you know recently, um, she's passed away. I think it's a sad thing. Um, you know she. She was really obsessed with her mother. And not saying anything is wrong with that, but she was really obsessed with her mother and always, you know, after her mom passed away, after Whitney was gone, um, I kind of only saw that going kind of downhill based on, the, you know, how close she was with her mom and she really didn't have that relationship with anybody else besides Nick, who was, you know, let's be real, Nick's not always stable. But it's a sad thing to hear about. But it, to me, you know, at least she gets to be with her mom now. At least she gets to have, you know, at that peace, you know, and, and doesn't have to worry about, you know, always missing her now. She gets to be with her and gets to see her. So my heartfelt condolences and my prayers go out to the Houston and Brown family um, on their on their set, on that dark day. 
of their loss in their family. That's truly sad. But like I said, finally she gets to be at peace with it. And I hope that, and I hope and pray that everybody else finds peace in it as well. Um, next up on this list, um, this divorce between Miranda Lambert and, and Blake Shelton is kind of surprising. It threw me off guard. Because, I mean, I saw them as kind of another Faith Hill and Tim McGraw. They're kind of like the first family of country music. Uh, I, you know, but they've been married for about four years, it says here. It says here, and, uh, I don't know. I just see them stand together for some reason. They look, they always look pretty happy, but you never know, you know, what's going on in their personal life and whatever not. Um, so that's, that's kind of weird. Um, their divorce kind of shocked me, kind of threw me for a loop, but let there be peace in that situation because divorces are nasty and hopefully they don't, you know, they have some kind of class and decorum and not let that divorce kind of drag out there. Next on the list, uh, I see here that Hillary Clinton has secured the all-important Kimye vote. Taking that selfie with Kim and Kanye has sparked some, you know, news come the election, will come the nominations and everything, um, endorsement from the considerable second family of hip-hop. <laughs> the second family of hip-hop, that's funny. From Kimye. Um, that ought to be interesting. I don't know. I think she's kind of running the social media, you know, what's hot angle, kind of like Barack Obama did, taking pictures of all celebrities and getting celebrity endorsements. I think she's trying to run that avenue. And, I mean, it's smart, but, you know, it's kind of weird. But, hey, that's 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 just what it is. Um, what else we got here? Chris Brown. Says Chris Brown's bodyguard busted for a concealed weapon. I need everybody in Chris Brown's camp to understand this. This guy's already been through hell and high water. This guy's already been put through enough shit. Can we please just let Chris Brown just live his life in peace without drama being surrounding him? It seems like every time you turn around, there's always something. Whether it be him, one of his bodyguards, one of his friends, and he's near it, so he's guilty by association. Can this guy just live his life in peace? I feel like he needs to move out of the country to Bora Bora somewhere. I don't know. Um... Tahiti, somewhere tropical, or, you know, move to Africa, I don't know, somewhere away from all the bullcrap. This poor guy can't live his life. He's had somebody break into his house, he has stuff going on with his baby mama, you know, he, he got this crap going on, I believe he's still facing legal issues. It's like, this kid can't, can't catch a break, and I feel like it might drive him to the point of insanity to where he's gonna do something, and then we're all gonna regret really messing with him, you know? Um... It's, it's crazy. It really is. Um, uh, for all you guys that, like I told you early in the first half of the show, um, I told you guys to go ahead and watch the debate because there was a comment made um, from Megyn Kelly as far as Donald Trump calling women pigs and slops, and he made a comment saying they only referred to Rosie O'Donnell. Um, and Megyn Kelly rebuttaled back by saying it wasn't just to Rosie O'Donnell. You've been very re you've been very relentless on Twitter going about comments towards women. Uh, stating a quote that he made on Celebrity Apprentice, telling one of the contestants that she looked better on her knees. Um, based on the comments that was uh, that he went back and forth with Megyn Kelly, that I suggest you guys go ahead and watch. Um, he's been booted off of an event, a Republican event, and he's also expressed that because last night, well, not really last night, it was the other night when I watched it. It was stated uh, before the debate has started, he said that, can anyone take the pledge, uh, this is uh, Bayer, saying that, can anyone take the pledge to not, to not run a campaign against the person who is nominated out of all of the candidates to run for president? Donald Trump was not willing to take the pledge. It's already been allegedly put out there that if he would not be nominated, then he might run as an independent to seek the office of president. And, and I don't know. That might be a weird political move, seeming that you run Republican. But when you look back, excuse me, when you look back at this guy's track, track record, the guy's been all over the place. He's been a Republican. He's been a Reform Party. He's been, I believe, part of the Tea Party. He's been a Democrat. He's been an Independent. He, he's been all over the place. You know, so it wouldn't surprise me. If he decides that he wants to run uh, independent and if he doesn't get the nomination. So we'll be looking out for that. 
Um, <sighs> gosh, it's a lot of news going on nowadays. Uh, Scott Disick and Chloe and uh, not Chloe, Courtney Kardashian. I get these Kardashians confused. There's so many of them. Uh, Scott Disick and and Courtney Kardashian. Their divorce, not really divorce, but they've been married. Long, they've been together long enough. You would think it was a divorce. They're split up. I feel like in that situation. Courtney should have went ahead and married that man a long time ago. That probably would have tamed down some of his stupid choices that he's made and, you know, acting out and being wild and outlandish. If she had just married the man when he proposed the first time, possibly the second time, and even so much the third time he went out and proposed to her, she still said no. I think she should have went ahead and just, you know, married the poor... Now they're not together. They bought this house together. They have three kids together. It was like, you guys were married. Like, what's going on there? The same thing with Safari and, and Nicki Minaj. I mean, they've been together so long. When you're in those relationships that long, I don't think it's that easy just to break up and just move on. In this case, in this case they have, I think, on both sides. But I, I really think there's still feelings there. There's still love there. There's still a connection there. And I don't believe it'll last much long outside of, you know, what they're, I guess, putting on for the show. I honestly think that Scott and... and Courtney will be back together somewhat soon. They'll work it out. Honestly, think to an extent that uh, Nicki Minaj might work things out with Safari or even even develop somewhat of a friendship if not work it out. Uh, I believe they might get something going and, and try to figure that out because that's that's just weird. When you're together with somebody that long, like I said, it's, it's those emotions. I mean, that's 10 years Ten years, that's a long time to be with somebody and to just to drop that and then jump on something else a week later. I either you guys weren't together for ten years or y'all weren't together for ten years. Cause I don't I don't I don't just see how it's just that easy to jump off that train without even trying to work it out or uh, go to a counseling or try to figure it out. But hey, that's celebrity's life for you. All right, guys, we're gonna take another pause for the cause. We'll be right back with the show. Join the conversation. Welcome back from the break, peeps. Hope you guys learned something today. I really do. You know, we touched base on the Republican nominee candidates seeking to run for president of the United States, seeking that all-powerful nom from the Republican Party. We touched base on the news headlines, Drake and Meek and Kylie and Tyga, Lamar and Chloe. I feel like that's a whole family right there. <laughs> Ronda Rousey and Floyd Mayweather and poor Geno Smith's broken jaw. It really sucks because he's going to be out and it's like preseason's tomorrow and it's like, whew. But anyways, hope you guys learned something today. I really do. Um, the most important thing, if you didn't take anything else away from this show, the most important thing I hope you guys took away from this is to get out. Do your research on these candidates. Find a candidate that you like. Do your research. Watch the interviews. Read the transcripts. Learn their platforms. And once you've done that, get out and vote. Make sure you guys get out and vote. Vote, 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 vote. I cannot stress it enough. Get out there and vote. Get out there and vote, people. Vote. Vote, people. Get out there and vote. We are the voice. We are the change. We are the next generation. We, we, we can make this world a better place if we all get out and vote. Get out and vote. Before I close out the show, I would like to say thank you. Thank you to everyone out there who's viewed the show, who has given me criticism, who has shown me love, who has, you know, got me to want to make this show better, who has given me the inspiration to keep doing this show. The first show was kind of a test run to see if it was going to be a hit. And to me, 100 views 
for just a podcast with limited promotion in the first week. You guys have really told me that I need to keep doing this. And so that's what I'm going to keep doing. I'm going to keep bringing two cans of audio will pass each and every week. Hoping that you guys will join the conversation, talk with me, listen to what I have to say, listen to me spoon my brains out, tell funny stories, get to, know, get to know a little bit more about me. And we let's just have fun with it. Let's ride until the wheels fall off. <sighs> will you guys come join me for the conversation next week? I hope you will. If you've had half as much fun as I have, well, I've had twice as much fun as you. Have a good day, people. Come join the conversation.